Alexia and I'm 15. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Dad Tales. Good evening, Leon. Good evening, Andy. Happy Dad Tales Day. How are you? Happy Dad Tales. I'm fine, thank you. Yourself, you good? How's your week been, mate? Uh, it's been good. It's been steady. Ellie was here for a few days. That was always nice to, to have a catch up with her. A few slight issues, though, while she was here. So she caught up on her own work. Her own work was from a couple of weeks back. I picked a programme for her that I used to watch when I was a kid, and I picked Different Strokes. You remember Different Strokes? I do. I used to love Different Strokes. What a programme. What are you talking about, Willis? She didn't like it. I'm gutted. How can she not like Different Strokes? I don't know. I really don't know. I don't know whether it's just not travelled well. It was good, what, in the 80s? Sort of 80s programme, wasn't it? I was going to say, I remember watching it, and I used to enjoy it. So, like I said, maybe it's not stood up its time. Maybe, like I say, I might have to give it a watch and see if I, I still like it. What about you? When you watched it, did you appreciate it still? Or... I'll be honest, I think she ruined it for me. Oh, Just no. because she didn't like it, I was upset. <laughs> but I'll tell you what we did watch later on, which certainly made up for it. Together, we watched The Greatest Showman. Oh, what a film that is. I love that film. Brilliant film. We did make some truffles. Nice. Some, I think you pronounce it Brishkoff. The coffee biscuits. I'll have to take your word for that. <laughs> yeah, they were great. Some great pictures. I'll put them on the Instagram. Four ingredients recipe. Oh, nice. And then I took her back on Wednesday, I think it was. And you know, like I always do, once I've got something in my head, I have to go through with it. So in my head, I wanted fish and chips and I wanted to sit outside at the seaside and eat fish and chips and fight off all the pigeons, seagulls even. So I got there. Got in the queue, got the fish and chips out of the shop, and what happened? It feed it down a bit. It absolutely chucked it down. This is a common theme, it seems, for us recently. So we were proper English. We had fish and chips on the pier at the seaside in the peeing down rain. That's proper oh. English. That's very English, isn't it? And I've got to say, though, I like the thought of fish and chip more than I do the actual taste of fish and chip. I don't know about yourself, but I think quite an English stereotype is that you should like and enjoy fish and chips and i always regret it after i've eaten ones not many foods i do eat that i regret after eating but fish and chips isn't one of those where i'll chew it down and think oh, i wish i had that now i can't imagine you sat there crying after a fish and chip wishing you'd had a savoy instead something like that <laughs> having a savoy as well is that what you're crying about Pro probably yeah i tell you what i was slightly unnerved about is that lexi came with us she don't like fish and chips so she wanted a sausage she wanted a battered sausage that chip shop did not do battered sausages. Say what? Exactly. What's all that about? You could, batter a, you could batter a fish but not a sausage. Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. What you, what you should have said to me is, right, what you do is get your sausage, <laughs> stick it in the batter, <laughs> and you stick it in the fryer. And not that sausage, mate. Put that one back in your pan. <laughs> I'm not going to be telling him what he needs to do with his sausage in his own fish and chip shop. Um, but more importantly, something else happened while she was here, and this I think this needs discussing, because I was utterly, utterly shocked at this. And this is serious. Strap yourself in. Ellie went to make herself lunch, so she had a pot noodle. And I was just in the kitchen, I was just sort of watching over what she was doing, and she was removing the peas from the pot noodle. That must have took forever. There's loads of peas in that bloody thing. There is. I mean, she took all the top ones out and then I think then she just poured boiling water in it and then risked the fact of using a thumb and forefinger just to pick all the rest out of boiling water. 
I, I just couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe it. She didn't even put them in cupboard to have them for later. They just went straight. In <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't like she's to lost see another touch, aren't she? That's the problem. Uh, that's it. Yeah, I think she's maybe. Yeah. So yeah, so that was that was my week. How's your week been? Steady away. I built the boy some furniture. So we discussed last week. He's got too big for his old bed, and that's. I built some furniture in my hands in bits now. I've got calluses, I've got blisters. Not cut out for DIY. Not cut out for passing the tools? No, there's no to pass the tools to this week. I do it all myself. It was all straightforward. It was all just flat pack and straightforward. So it was quite easy to do. Did you get more involved? I did, yeah. I got both involved in fair, like holding stuff and uh, assisting in that. Two seconds of being interrupted. Say, hiya. Hiya, man. You all right? Yeah. Do you like your furniture? Yeah. Did you build it? Exactly. Did your dad build it? Built it together, didn't we? Mm, dad built it. Most of it. But did you do the important bits? You can speak, you know. <laughs> right, off to bed then now. And see. <laughs> Whenever I've seen you do any type of DIY, it's always been you passing the tools. So this time, was you getting them to pass you the tools thinking you're the big I am? I was, I was like, pass me tape measure, pass me um, screwdrivers. I was proper on it, like I knew what I was doing. So every two weeks I'm like, this piece doesn't go here, why is this piece not fit? <laughs> pass the right? <laughs> yeah, so I was taking the edge piece off this, nice bit of flat back. Uh, more importantly, you mentioned last week about your washing line. How's your washing line? Is it still up? Yeah, it's still up, yeah. It's not, it's not um, dropped down yet. You were so proud that you had a washing line that you put it up. Definitely. Proud, You've mate. Done. Proudest pun. You've done well then. Right, on to this week's topics. I've taken the hot seat for the last couple of weeks. Do you want to go first? Can do, yeah. So my topic is kids that are so emotional. It's not funny. One minute they're happy, next minute they're sad, next minute they're crying. Then two seconds later, they're back to being happy again. I, I just can't keep up. It's an emotional roller coaster for me, trying to keep them in check on what they need and what's going on. I'm hoping they're going to grow out of it because obviously both mine are still quite young. Have you been through this with Lexi and Ellie and have they grown out or does it just get worse as they get into the teens? Because obviously, Ava's like a moody teenager already, so... I would certainly um, get used to it. Nice. I can handle one of them being it, but the moment they're both, like, super sensitive or they'll just mood will change quickly. But I never seem to remember myself being like that as, like, a boy. So I'm hoping the boys sort of will grow out of it. You have no feelings, that's why. <laughs> yeah, I'm emotionless. Well, I'm the opposite way. I'm full of emotion. I could sit down and just cry. I cry at undercover boss. It's good, it's good to be open about your emotions. I, I think uh, so. I, I envy that. You can let it out. Um, and mine's all bottled up under a really tight, ready to pop at some point. <laughs> you just cry after you've got some chips. Okay, so you don't read that room when that bottle bursts. I've got an example of when I've had these emotions. So, obviously, at Christmas time, I had one with Noah, and we were sat in car and we were listening to like Christmas songs. And Rudolph, Ro- Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer on, he's actually singing away, loving it. Next thing, absolutely in tears to a point where I was like, I can't figure out what's going on. I think it was just me and the kids in car. I'm like, what's wrong? What's wrong? So, I had to pull over to find out what was going on because obviously he was absolutely distraught. So, I didn't know if like a beard got in the car or something and stung him or something like that. You know, it was just random. One minute we was singing, next minute he's in absolute bits and tears. I was like, what's wrong? What's wrong? He's like, 
the other reindeers are mean to Rudolph and they call him names and they're really mean to him. And I was like, it's just a song. You don't have to be, get upset about that sort of thing. So I was consoling him. Next thing, gets back at Gar, driving off. He's there singing along again. So it's like someone's flicked this switch. That's on, off, emotion. Honestly, unbelievable. I think that's good. Because what he realises there is that name calling's not nice. It's not, but what, what rationally should have happened is, Dad, why are they so mean to Rudolph? Then we could have had the conversation while driving. Yeah, I had to stop, get out to find out what was going on because I thought something serious had happened to him. So it's, it's, the, it's the extremes of the emotion. I don't mind the emotion being there. It's just the extremes. You, you go from zero to 100 and then back to zero again in emotional swing within like seconds. There's, like, there's, there's no one either. But Ava's bad for it. Like, she can't find something in the playroom or something. She'll come kicking off in tears, but she can't find it. Yeah, she hasn't really looked. You'll go in there and go, it's there. She'll go, oh, yeah, <laughs> I found it. And then the next thing, she's skipping around the house again. You're like, how's that a thing? There's like, there's no emotional connection there. It's weird. Well, wait till the sort of it. I won't even have said teens, sort of 11, 12. I've been on the wrong end of some proper tantrums, like screaming. And it's just when you go, I have no idea what to do right now. And it's awful to say, but a lot of times, it's quite funny. Yeah, well, once I realise my nose is upset, or when, like, when Ava gets upset over little things, I'm like, why are you crying? Like, I find it funny, like, they're crying over little trivial things like that. So I am with you, I am with you on that. Do you know what is interesting, funny. though, is that if they sort of could see more into our world, and the really little things we get hepped up about that make us annoying, they would say exactly the same to us and go, what are you bothered about? Why are you like yeah. that? And really, I'm terrible in car because everybody just seems to be in my way or parked in wrong place. I'm the same. I go from zero to absolutely miffed off in a millisecond. And then I'm like, well, maybe the after part there. Yeah. There's an emergency. They've had, to, they've had to jump out of car and emergency. You're like, oh, oh we're going considerate. Yeah. Are you coming to, you're driving out Mortwin, suddenly there's a lot of traffic. You go, oh, traffic. And then suddenly there's a car on fire. Yeah. Oh, Very good reason. That's why. So you can't figure out any sort of common theme why they get emotional. No, just, it's just genuinely, I just don't think they can control their emotions. I think it must be definitely an thing, but obviously you've not set my mind at rest by saying it don't get any better so it can't, can't be a young age thing but I've noticed Noah's like five now so it's in the last year and a half he's become very switchy emotional like he'll just quickly switch whereas he wasn't doing that when he was two three it's like obviously as things get more developed of social interactions and stuff that they get more and more emotional but like I, think, I say there's no I rhyme or reason do, no they do say though don't they when they get to about five then they start emerging through their own emotions, start developing them feelings and stuff like that. I think what I certainly learned is that what you have to realise fairly quickly is that you can't fight fire with fire with them. So if they get hecked up and angry, you, you can't do that because they don't have the emotional intelligence to be able to go, oh, I see your reasoning now, Dad. I will then change my way and do it this way. You've kind of just got to ride it out like a riptide. Yeah. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Because, like, I I don't get frustrated from it, but I will, like, you know, bite back. You know, if they're being moody about something very trivial, I'm like, so I'll be like, what are you doing? Why are you being like that? When really I should be just rolling with it and not, you know, because I'm adding fuel to the fire because then Ava gets even more angry at me for being angry at her. 
obviously something that neither of us should be angry about in the first place. Yeah. So I, I do try to be the, the grown-up in the, uh, the family by <laughs> not adding fuel to the fire. That's a rarity for you as well, then, isn't it? Being the, being the grown-up one. I'm just a child, full stop. That's right, I struggle with it. So the only bit of advice I can give is ride it out, get used to it, push them in a room, lock the door. No, don't really do that. I think the, the key thing is, certainly for me, and this is what I've learned, and I've only learned this by doing everything completely wrong, is that just try and reason on another level. It's the same as if you're at work and somebody's coming and complains at you. There's no good you shouting back at them because then it just escalates. So it's just about having that, that, and a bit of an understanding. It's just understanding that they just can't negotiate with their own feelings right now. Yeah. No, like I say, it just makes me laugh how, like, it's like someone's flicking a switch behind them. Let's go sad, let's go happy, let's go teary, let's go joyful. It's like, what is going on? I suppose the positive thing is they at least they've got them emotions. Yeah, yeah, unlike the dad who's broken. Yeah, you're, you're a broken, broken man. So my topic this week, what I wanted to talk to you about is chores. Things that they should maybe help with around the house. And I wanted to start this with, we'll start off first. Do your kids do chores? Do they have like regular things that they do? Yeah, they do. And we always, and we don't force it as a chore, but there is things that they'll regularly do around the house and then there's rewards for doing that. And we've always done it. And like I say, it's never been a, a forced. It's come quite natural that they've said, can I help do that? And then obviously then there's incentive of pocket money. So, it's, like I said, I'm quite proud of the fact that we've never really gone, right, you've got to do this to earn this. It's been, they've said, oh, so like Ava, she dusts her bedroom and gets the hoover out when obviously Amy's hoovering upstairs and stuff. So she'll hoover her own bedroom. And she's always done that herself. So, therefore, it's now become her chore to do weekly. And so, like I said, there's a reward for that. So, controversially then, I'm going to ask the question, should children be rewarded for doing chores? I do, yeah. Right. <laughs> Good answer. So, you, you think that they should, when you do something around the house, so when you do the cleaning or the cooking or the tidying, the washing, do you get rewarded? I don't, but it's my house to upkeep. It's not, for me, doing the chores that make that, because kids should be kids. That's the crux of it all. Kids should be kids. And actually, what they're doing is the same as what I do when I go to work. I'm doing the job for somebody else. So I'm sort of getting rewarded by getting paid to do that job. So therefore, I, I believe, or I go with the viewpoint of, by them doing chores that I should be doing, because it's my house to upkeep, I've brought them into this setting, if that makes sense, that they should be rewarded for helping and assisting me do what should be done around the house. Good rationale. I like that. I like that idea. And, I get it. And, and I like it. It instills that you have to work hard to get some sort of reward. Nothing is free. I could easily just give them pocket money, but actually there should be an incentive to earn that pocket money. Like I have to earn my money by going out to work. So it's, it's a dumbed down version of at some point in life, you have to work to earn, earn your money really. But then sometimes we have to realise that you have to do things with no reward. You just have to do sometimes rubbish jobs that you don't really want to do because you have to. Which I, which I agree, but that's, that's the things that you do around your house when you're an adult. But kids have to be kids. So right. you're, you're an area where it's a fine line because obviously Lex is 
getting older. Ellie's obviously a lot older where she's looking at employment and stuff like that, isn't she? So that's where it has changed. Yeah, so mine, I would say do little bits. I mean, Lexi does, obviously Ellie's a bit older, so she has to kind of look after herself anyway. She has to support herself through working and, and, and obviously like the stuff at uni. Lexi, she looks after her little sister. So I would, cons- I would cons- it's a difficult word in a chore to say when, you, when you're babysitting, but it's a, it's a role that's sort of needed around the house. Tidying bedrooms is something that they do periodically, but generally takes a fair bit of nagging. And again, I think stuff like that, I'm not sure it needs a reward. I think that's yes, a space yes. that they have that they need to look after and respect their own belongings and things. Yeah, so tidying the bedroom is different to clean the bedroom. Same with like the playroom. They will get, they will get a reward for tidying that, but what they will get a reward for is if, say, the pots need drying and they'll say, do you want me to dry the pot? Then I won't say to them, you need to dry the pots. It'll be a case of if they want to say, oh, can I dry the pots? Then obviously there'll be a reward that comes back for that. Because actually doing something that is not required, but it's going to assist. Whereas I agree with you completely. The bedroom is their space. It's their toys for them to keep it tidy. They don't get a reward for that. Same at playroom. That's their space. They've got to keep it tidy. That's part and parcel of that. But obviously if they do like dusting and hoovering, and that's not required or it's not expected. So I will reward the incentive that way. Right. So I've made a list here of chores that I consider that are acceptable or that would potentially be acceptable for children up to, say, 14, 15. So these, just a yes or no answer. You know, you get some people that have got like reward charts and things like that or something. If you're a single parent, you're going to need additional help around the outside. So I've got a list here of acceptable, or what, I want to know if you think these are acceptable chores. Washing the dishes. Yes. Unloading or loading the dishwasher. Yes. Ironing. Yes. Folding laundry. Yes. Washing the car. Yes. Clean windows. Yes. Cook, when I say clean windows, I don't mean like set them up a ladder. (laughs) <laughs> Get scaffolding out. <laughs> up to the second floor you go. <laughs> Cook simple meals. Yes. Clean the bathroom. Yes. Put the shopping away. Yes. Look after pets. Yeah. That's my list. Yeah. So everything on yeah, that list you'd, con- you'd consider yeah, an acceptable yeah. chore. Yeah. So for anybody listening that they want chores for their children, I think these are obviously to a certain level as well. I won't want my kids ironing my best polo shirt. Yeah, which, which I completely agree with. So obviously that goes with, I know you said up to like Lex's age of like 14 and stuff, but like some of them, I wouldn't get Noah to do. Like I wouldn't trust him to iron or anything like that because obviously that's a bit crazy. But obviously Lex's age, then yes, I'd say to iron. For me, anything that can be done around the house to help mum or dad, I think if a child's capable of doing it, then give them the chance to do it because they might yeah. enjoy doing it. That's the other thing. Because like Ava genuinely gets pride out of hoovering a bedroom and dusting. Even if Ava has to go over it again, because like I say, she doesn't push the hoover around properly to pick up all the bits. But at least there's that incentive that she feels she's contributed, she's helped, she's assisted to the house. So I do think it's massively important that we do give jobs to kids to do. And even myself, like the job I went into required a lot of cleaning knowledge. Yeah, do them because I cleaned at home and stuff like that. So... It swings both ways. I was ready for the big wide world in a fashion. Obviously, I had to be told how to do things a bit more in depth. But yeah, I think the key thing is just to keep them involved, isn't it? Keep them involved in household things. 
Yeah. Like I say, I mean, the worry is obviously if Noah's ironing and then telephone rings and he burns his face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more to do that than he is. Yeah, I can imagine you doing that. Do you give choice to your, your three then? Like, you know, it's so like, say, so Lex has been and uh, Ellie's been at home, hasn't she? So, obviously, apart from looking after herself, obviously, at home, is there anything you expected her to do or anything like that? Or, unless you come to your truffles and stuff, but. No, it's difficult for me because they're not here as much as I'd like them to be. I don't, I don't want them to think. There's obviously rules that they have to abide by, but I don't want them to, I don't want them to be doing things while away. I just want, I just want them to enjoy being here. I don't want them to yeah. think they're coming here for. I make sure that they've got to make sure the bedroom's tidy when they when they leave. And obviously, if they make a mess in bathroom or all like that, then yeah, they, they need to clean stuff like that and put the put the things away. I've got this big thing about making sure that when you leave the table, you take your pots away into the kitchen, and that's all I expect them to do. If yeah, I needed yeah. something from shop while I was cooking, yeah, it's nice and easy just to go, can you just nip and get me some gravy or, <laughs> or some fish and chips? Put stuff like that. But Proper Norman, go get some gravy. Gravy and fish and chips. But again, I wouldn't be thinking that they would reward things. I would, if I was doing something big, so if I was doing some gardening or something like that, and I'd ask them to help me. I was doing a bit of painting outside, something that then, yeah, I would get them involved and I would give them a reward for that. But I think the household things, from my point of view, because how, how our dynamics are, I don't really get them to do anything that they shouldn't do. Well, you know, apart from keeping clean and tidy, that's it. Yeah. yeah. So, like, so did Ellie, when she came, for, obviously she was there nearly a week, was she? she nearly a week she stayed down with you? Four days, just four days. Oh, so she would have done it. I was going to say, would, would, did she do her own washing or she just took it in our washing and get you to wash it? Or, but she no. took it back with her four days in long enough to do washing, is it, I suppose? No, she wanted some washing, so I put it in the machine and, like anything, I just did it because it, uh, that's the other thing with these chores, isn't it? That what you don't want is to give kids things to do and then you have to do them again afterwards. Or it's about making sure that you have expectations on what that chore is. So, like you said about Ava Hoover in a bedroom. It might be a case of you know in your own mind that you might have to go around after her or dusting and things like that because that's just the nature of it, isn't it? And I think that's the other thing, is to have an expectation from a parent's point of view on what sort of level you're expecting from that chore. Yeah, we, 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 we definitely, no matter what I get them to do, we'll always have to redo it anyway. So like, there's never an expectation of it's going to be right. It's just the expectation of off their own back they're willing to do things which I want to keep instilling with them even when it comes yeah. to like washing up and stuff like that they'll offer to wash up and stuff but I know I'm going to have to still dip it back in and make sure the food's all off it <laughs> yeah and it's been careful in it obviously with stuff like that they're not washing nice, chat no. knives sticking knives in yeah last week I discussed about my family challenge and you was going to set yourself a little family challenge has that happened? It has happened, but before we get on with it, how many times you touched your uke this week? Right. It's hard, mate. It's really hard. <laughs> so I, I, had a, I got it out yesterday, bearing in mind we spoke a week ago, and it's taken me a week <laughs> to pick it up. I got it out and I tuned it. It was well out of tune, so I tuned it, and then I was learning something. It's hard. I'm really, I'm really struggling, and I'm thinking if I've got six weeks to do this, I really, really need to do. If I could just get going with it, I think I'd be alright. But my fingers, on like the frets and the string at one end, won't 
attached to my brain, attached to my other hand, who's like strumming the string at the other end. So I'm like moving, trying to move from one string or one note, shall I say, to another one. But this hand on the string has just got a mind of its own. So are you, are you picking or are you striking? I'm not picking. I don't know if you can call right, it striking. So don't worry too much about what your right hand's doing. Just focus on what your left hand should be doing. That's the first thing you want to be doing. So figure out, focus on your chord movements and your finger moving for your left hand and just make your right hand move in any which way is comfortable with you and get that going. And then, then worry about actually getting the tune going. You need to make sure you're getting your fingers going for your chords properly. So you try and do two things at once, which is really you should be concentrating on your left hand because that's the, that's the money hand that moves and your right hand will naturally come natural for the movement up and down. Oh, I see. You bought into this now. Because last week you said you weren't going to help me more. I want you to actually get going. But like I say, concentrate on your left hand more. Hang on. You, 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 are, you are right-handed out here. You've got the, the way around. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely right-handed. So, yeah. So I do need to put a bit more effort into it. Um, oh, we're not going to get to where I want to be. Messaged the girls yesterday and they haven't even started theirs yet. So although Andy was going uptown to get some wool, with a nana, so she was going to go. So she's in. She's more in the process than than Lexi is. So we're we're not at a great start. But watch this space. This time next week, I will have been better. You'll have banged the tune out. I will have done something. So how are you getting on? How's what? What's your what's your plan? So I'll start with the wife, and then I'll work my way through the family. So Amy is going to play a song on the drums. So she's going to take Noah's drums and she's actually going to play a song. Now, I wanted Noah to try and learn a song on the drums by September, but the problem is, is he's too young to be putting the pressure on him to try and get... He can, he can do, like, Wheel of Rocky, who can go, du-du-du-du-du-du. He can do that sort of thing. But actually, to get a tune going and a rhythm, he's just far too young at this moment in time. So I didn't want to put that pressure on him. So the wife has took up that mantle and she's actually going to play a tune on the drum, a tune, a song on the drums. What it is, I don't know. And it better not be we'll rock you. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I love about this? Is that I can just imagine Noah sat on his drums, just tapping out to we will rock you. And Amy comes over and goes, it's my turn. Get <laughs> off that kit. <laughs> That's pretty much what happens. She goes, right, go get him back next to you. Is she going to be sat there in like a big gorilla costume doing something in the air tonight? That's me, mate. That's you. Right, so that's Amy's. And then we're keeping the musical theme going. Ava is going to play a song on the keyboard. Now, Ava's song on the keyboard. So Ava's getting quite good at the keyboard. So I've set the challenge a little bit harder for her. So she can do basic tunes with her right hand getting notes going. But I actually want her to use her left hand to get chords going and the right hand to be playing tunes. So I actually want a bit more of a, not just the, the rhythm, I actually want a bit more depth to the song. So that's where we're going with, what happened then? So that's where we're going with Ava. So she's going to play a song on the keyboard. Once again, we don't know what song it's going to be at this moment in time. So with him starting, he's good at spelling and writing, but he needs to practice more of his cursive writing and letter forming better. And because he doesn't use his middle name either, it's something he does struggle to spell. So I want him to spell his full name cursively and all correct with no help whatsoever from us. So pretty much he'll write it from start to finish, good letter forming with no help from us. Because sometimes you have to say, T-H, or you have to say, 
H, Johnny has given the letters to put in where it is. So pretty much from start to finish by September, we were on to write his whole name out, proper cursive, nice, nice and neat. That's the other thing we wanted to be quite neat. So he's not getting big letters, small letters, because at the moment it does capitals in middle letters and swell in middle of words and stuff. So we want to not do that. So Amy's going to help him out with that spelling, not you. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> right. So what's yours? Matt. It was going to be to spell my full name, <laughs> but it's too much of a challenge for me to actually do. But mine is, I'm going to learn to solve a Rubik's Cube randomly shuffled. So Rubik's Cube, so explain it then. Just randomly screwed up Rubik's Cube. Yeah, so I'm going to give the Rubik's Cube to the wife to scramble up as much as she can, as much as she wants, and then I will then solve it. So from start to finish, I'll solve a Rubik's Cube. Do you have a Rubik's Cube? I do have a Rubik's Cube. When you say solve it, can't take the stickers off? Nope. I'll film myself doing it. All of it? Don't bother. <laughs> <laughs> so mean. I've always wanted to solve a Rubik's Cube. I do know to say I can solve one straight from the beginning. So that's my challenge to learn to solve a Rubik's Cube. Good. I like that. They're four good, really good challenges. Do you think that's achievable by me to learn to solve a Rubik's Cube in six weeks? I think for you, as long as there's no spelling involved or reading, I think, yeah, I think you can follow directions for a Rubik's Cube. They're good. They're good challenges, aren't they? Update from last week, our Instagram poll on... So we went up against each other, and I do believe that mine won. See, last time I saw it, it was... 50-50. 50-50. You did say you saw it at 55-45, didn't you say? Are you going to admit to what you did? <laughs> What's that? You, come on, admit to what you did. You played you play dirty. <laughs> what, I used the Instagram account to make a vote? Yeah, you used the Dad Tales Instagram to vote for your tune. And? I, I think it, as where, where dirty tactics are concerned, that's right up there. Yeah, but one vote out of 600 votes that we had in isn't going to make a difference, is it? <laughs> Super Grand won. It did, yeah. One. Top tune. I've, I've, got, I've got to say, it has grown on me. The more I've listened to it this week, we listen to it every now and then. And I do think the tune is quite good. The programme's terrible, but the tune, I'll give it, is good. Not quite as good as Captain Planet, but it's all right. Yeah, we'll see. I've actually got another couple that I've had sent through this week. So I want to go head to head again. Yeah, so yeah, I, I had a couple that came through on Instagram as well. I had some stinkers, but I've had some that are quite good as well. So here's we stinkers. What were the terrible ones? So we had two absolute stinkers and they came from the same person, and that's from Becky from Goal. And she said, Where's all gummage and uh-uh. rent to go? Uh-uh. I'm not I'm I'm not having either of them, so back to the drawing board, Rebecca, and uh, choose something better, please, if you're gonna contribute. Yeah, they were they were absolute stinkers. Terrible tunes. Good programs, terrible tunes. And that's what it's all about. It's about the intro song. Yeah, it's not about the, the program itself, it's about the actual tunage. So I've got two. I'm gonna pick my best one and it's gonna go up against your best one. Yeah, so I've 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 got two out of um, the masses that we got sent in. So I've cherry, I've pretty much cherry picked the two I think are the best out of the lot that came in. Me too. So I've got one from Dave, who's from Leeds. And he's gone Whizbit. So Whizbit, it's another one of these things that we've shown our ages that were slightly different in age because I don't know what Whizbit is. Oh, man, it was a, it was like this triangle animal thing, 
and it was it was like magic and paul daniels was in it and it was brilliant really good program absolutely awesome theme tune i'm giving him a strong eight out of ten on that one big time and that's my second best one. i'll take word for it just on that just about Wizbit as well if you listen to it it is so catchy do not listen to it in the car just before you get out and go to work because you will sing it all day nice might get that a whirl. Go on, give us your so, first one. Yeah, so my one I put in second was from Simon from Ghoul, and he chose Rainbow. I think that's quality. Although I know why you think it's quality. You think it's quality because there's a rude version to that song. True. <laughs> <laughs> but st- still, the tune itself is actually catchy as you go. Even if I'm singing the rude version, the actual tune itself, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Sound like Zippy then. <laughs> I tell you what, the thing is with that though as well, it's one of them songs that I don't even know the real words, I just know the rude words. Yeah, well, I think I'm right behind you on that, to be honest. But anyway, yeah. the tune itself, top notch. Um, yeah, it's no whiz bit, but I'll give you that. Six and a half, six and a half out of ten. Oh man, that's bad. So, I'm going for my top one, and this one, I'm sneaking it in back door. Because I'm not sure, it's sort of on the cusp of a kids' programme. It's not really an adult programme, but it's, if anything's going to cause some controversy, this is it. But this, my friend, is a tune. I don't think you'll have heard of this song either, but put this tune on because it's awesome. You could just listen to this song all day long. It is The Littlest Hobo. Yeah, again. Sorry, mate. I don't think I've ever seen it. This is the generation gap, you see. Them six big years between us are huge. You've missed out on such an array of classic intro songs, kids' intro songs. Sounds it. Like I said, what people contribute as well. Like, like I've never heard of Rent the Ghost. I've never heard of Words. Well, I've heard of Words of Gummage, but never watched it. The two you're saying, I've never heard of. A lot of people that are sending things in, I dismiss on Instagram. So I do apologise to all the people that are getting involved. I do quite quickly dismiss the fact that I don't know what they are. And I, can't, I ain't got time to go through them all, so I've listened to them all as well as that many. So that was from Carl, who was in London. And that's a top tune. That's a nine and a half out of ten. And I want nice. what you're putting it up against. It's got to be something good, this. So mine's, mine's quality. Absolute quality. And I tell you what, it's going to beat yours hands down. Unless... The oldies again come traipsing in with the size tens and stump all over my generation of kids' programs. It's a big year. Are you ready for it? Go on. Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Oh, big, oh, big Willie style. And that, that was from Roy. Roy in, in New York, US of A. So big shout out to our American listeners. So thanks for that, Roy. I do appreciate it. Nice one. It's good to know that quality people across the pond are listening um it, great tune great tune this is really going to divide because that is a great tune up against the littlest hobo is is a big battle this is really going to be an age thing i think now yeah i, I completely agree i think the reason why i lost last week is when you look to the people that are voting they are a little bit older than the people that I was voting for Captain Planet. Uh, Captain Planet, you've got to be pretty much within my window. And I know you know what Captain Planet is, but you won't watch it like we watched it. 
So I, I do I do think we're going to end up with the generation thing. And I'm hoping the younger generation helped me out here this week because Fresh Prince of Bel-Air is quality. I think what people is need to do... Uh, no, no. But you're, you're, you're Ellie will have watched it, won't she? Yeah, yeah, she'll have seen oh, it. Right. And I think Lexi will as well. It's probably... Before we had the Sky TV... It's probably on one See, of the channels. This, this, is, this is one that I will introduce my kids to when they get to like 12, 13, bit of Fresh Prince, gotta yeah. be. Because that, that surely cannot fall off the cliff side like different strokes has. Surely it's going to stand up his test of time, surely. I would hope not. One thing that I would encourage people to do is they need to listen to both songs. If you are possibly a little bit older, then please listen to the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air theme tune. And vice versa, if you're a bit younger and you've never heard of the Little Sobo, you've got to listen to it because that's that's when it becomes a bit more fair. But two absolute classic tunes. This could be the big head-to-head. Well, I think the still I'm gonna have to listen to Little Sobo, but I think Fresh Prince is gonna take some beating. And even I'd probably put that up against beating Fraggle Rock. I'd put I'd put Fresh Prince over Fraggle Rock if I'm if yeah. I was kicking my money down. I don't know about Supergrand though. <laughs> to be fair, is that, that has grown on me, but I am having that of uh, Big Willie. Big Willie's winning this. I'm, um, I'm just going to call you out then now, because you've just admitted to me before we started this that you've listened to the Supergrand theme tune this week on numerous occasions. You deny it. No, no, no. I, I've said to you it's grown on me. I've already said already. I've said it on here already. It's massively grown on me to the point where when I first listened to it, I was like, nah, I'm not having this. And then, because someone mentioned it in week, it made me put it on again. Because I think someone said they didn't know what it was. So then I ended up like, looking for it so I could show them it. And I was like, you know what? It's actually quite... And then I was like, I recognise the voice. And I couldn't figure out what it was. And then I texted you, didn't I, to say, do you know yeah. who the person sings it? And obviously, Penny dropped when I realised the voice was. And then I think maybe some sort of nostalgia there kicked in that the great Billy Connolly that sings it. And I've gone, you know what? He can't be wrong, can he? He's a quality guy. He's a comedy <laughs> legend. He definitely got wrong, and which means if he's put his voice to that, it's a quality program as well. No, I'm, I'm not having that because like, I've genuinely watched ten minutes and thought this is absolutely horrific. Right, I'm not having it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we still I won't be going. On that. So, if anybody wants to, obviously, email us in uh, dadtales at outlook.com or the one who Instagram or Twitter us at dad underscore tales underscore. Send us in some more top tunes. I mean, we're getting there now. We're getting there. I'd love to. I'd love to for somebody to message one in, possibly for somebody from from the states, or we've got listeners in Canada and Japan. I'd love for somebody to message one in that I've never heard of before and have a listen to. Well, I was getting a few that I've not heard of, so I do need to go back and revisit and just have a look what they are because I've got a funny feeling we might we might be actually be missing now because like I say it wasn't a rush job but I pretty much scanned through and went okay I know that I know that yeah no nah, I'm not happy with that and I, I when as soon as I saw like Fresh Prince and Rainbow I was like they're gonna take some beating so I chucked them in pretty much straight off yeah. so yeah I do want things that we've never heard of because that'd be quite interesting like a an American cultured one or even even like a, a, a listeners in Japan a Japanese one but make sure you write in English because I can't read Japanese <laughs> Yeah, just write, you know, basic English as well. Um, so we've still got some other topics open as well. We've got, obviously, small victories. <laughs> what have you got on next week? 
So Avery's took some time off, so we're going to be going a couple of days out alongside my days off that I've got pro, uh, planned in. Oh, nice one. That'd be good. Nothing what about for me. yourself? What you got planned? Oh, nothing. nothing. As you know, I'm, I'm due surgery at the beginning of August, so I'm currently on lockdown. So I can't really go anywhere. I can't go to shops. I can't go out. So I've just got to really stay in. So it's proper, proper boring. And this gives me an ideal time to learn this ukulele. Because it does, mate. You should be absolutely hammering it out. Especially when you're laid up. We, we, obviously, we're having your knee done. Surely you're going to be laid up as well, so you can just sit there with that uke in your hand. Yeah, I've got no excuses, really. So, so obviously, the kids are here. They should be here this weekend, but they're not going to be because can't interact. Just going to stay indoors and deal with it and learn how to play the uke like the uke should be played. I'll just say, we, have, has, we are still doing this via Zoom, Obviously, because of the situation we're in, we're hoping to get together in the next sort of few weeks and we can do this properly and the sound will become a lot better. We've had some signal problems tonight, so I do apologise that if it is. But bear with us because we'll get rid of this echo once we get in the same room, hopefully in the next couple of weeks, and we can do it better and it was, the quality will come through and it'll sound a bit better. The only thing we can't get rid of is our knob and twang. Yeah. And terrible jokes. That that staying. Yeah. A, a mass stuttering. <laughs> Keeping all that in. So, uh, anything else to add? No, just have yourself a nice week and um, I'll see you next week. Yes, you will. Keep smiling. Please like, rate and subscribe. <laughs>